0: See you out there, boy. Yeah. See yeah. Yeah. you. I you warning. Warning. Yeah. 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 I gave you fair warning. Beware. Y'all ready? Yeah. I gave you fair warning. Beware. Beware. Smack him in the mouth. Yeah. I gave you fair warning. Smack him in I don't think they ready, eye. mate. I gave you fair yeah. warning. Be they better get ready. Be Yo, up. It's Phil Flames. I with Mike on the mic. Yep. What's up, the brand new one time one for one your time, mind? Time. He gave you fair warning. Now it's time to smack him in the mouth with that raw ah. sports talk from the town. Sweet chin music to your favorite sportscaster. Mike. Mike on the mic with sports talk that matters. Yeah. reppin' for the West. See the palms in the logo. LA. Mike on the mic, sports pod. Let's go you are listening to episode 12 of the Mike on the mic sports podcast i am mike and i am on the mic of the most electrifying podcast in the game today how is everyone doing How was everyone's week of sports i had a good week the dodgers advanced to the world series gonna talk about that a little bit more in a little bit but hey man I'm excited. I'm excited. could have a a double Los Angeles championship year for me, which would be so awesome just returning from the military and getting home and then winning two championships within a month would be absolutely awesome amazing i hope all of your sports teams are succeeding as well and if they're not i hope success is coming in their future i have another jam-packed show for you today we're gonna go over three topics this week of course my nfl pick i'm gonna give my picks for every nfl game every week for the entire season and then i'm gonna move on to talk about potential landing spots for julio jones a lot of rumors he might be up for a trade at the deadline this season what a big trade that would be for any team to acquire a player the caliber of julio jones and then finally i'm gonna close it out by giving just a little brief world series preview i'm not the biggest baseball expert i'm just a fan I played in high school, but that's about as far as it went. I'm just going to get my World Series preview and who I think will win. I think you probably have an idea of who I'm going to take. All right, without further ado, let's not waste any time. Let's get straight into topic one. We did okay last week. We just kept pace with the leader of the NFL pickems. Again, this is a competition I'm having with a couple other sports podcasters. And first right now is at What Offseason Sports Podcast. You can find him on Instagram at the What Offseason Sports Podcast. Also, we're competing against Joe Morley Sports, co-host of Friday Night Wars, the brand new sports debate show that drops on our YouTube channel. You can just find us by searching Friday Night Wars on YouTube. And hitting the subscribe button every week we drop a, are going to be dropping a new episode of the hottest new sports debate show. That will also be coming to the radio via the Ryan Sports Show very soon. So yeah, go check out Joe Morley at Joe Morley Sports on Instagram as well. Also, competing against Piggy Bank Picks on my old rivals. So go check out at Piggy Bank Picks on Instagram. And finally, we'll be competing against the Robson Sportscast. We've been competing against them all season. Right now, we're tied for second. So trying to catch the leader. I think we're down three games right now so let's get into the picks for this week in the nfl a lot like every game this week is tough to decide who's gonna win and every game this week is between two teams that are pretty evenly matched overall if you look at it so let's hop right on in with thursday night football you have the new york football giants traveling to philadelphia to play the eagles the giants have played everyone tough this year something a trend that i've been noticing with this team including a win last week versus the washington football team Their underrated defense has been the reason that they play everyone so close, and the offense is struggling to get things going without their star running back. So that's why you see them dropping a lot of these games at the very end. You know, there's a lot of questions being raised on Danny Dimes, on whether or not he is the guy of the future, or maybe the Giants should be looking at one of the star QBs that are about to be available in the offseason or in the draft. You got Dak Prescott, you got Justin Fields, you got Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance. Guys are going to be available this offseason to fill maybe four or five quarterback positions if they open up Danny Dimes has to perform if he wants to keep his job because the options are there for the New York football team with that being said I think the Eagles are very desperate for another win as they are right there with the Cowboys in the worst division in football but nonetheless they're still in it with the one win that they have and they need to make the desperate plays to get it done as they did a few weeks ago when they got their first win I said that Philadelphia is so desperate to get this win that they are going to pull out all the stops to win that game. And it's a similar story for this game. They know they can beat the Giants, even with all the injuries. With Carson Wentz at the helm. The defense is going to have to step up and, and shut down this Giants offense as it's been kind of slowed down all season by all the other defenses in the league. It may be an ugly, but a win is a win for Philly. I'm gonna take the Eagles to win on Thursday night football in a very close one and probably a lower scoring game. So you might want to take the under depending on what it is in this game. Moving on, you get the Cleveland Browns traveling to Cincinnati to play the Cincinnati Bengals. And last week I said it that I would take the Browns every week until they lose. Well, that lasted all of one week as they got destroyed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the separation between a team the caliber of the Steelers and a team the caliber of the Browns are very clear. The Browns are, are a wild card team, a first-round exit-style team. The Steelers are AFC contenders. And it was the split is seen in that game. They played against each other last week. The Browns may still have a shot at the wild card, but they are still the third-best team in their division, in my opinion. As high as I am on them after the electric start that they've had, I don't see them beating the really good teams in the AFC. I just see them taking down the teams that they should beat like the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals just aren't there. You know, They, are, they aren't there on offense as far as their offensive line. Uh, Joe Mixon struggles to get things going because the line is, is poor play. And then when they drop back to pass, Joe Burrow's getting murdered every single drop back. The defense is not playing at a high level by any means either. So they're dealing with that problem as well. The Browns are the better team than the Bengals, and I'm taking Cleveland to win this game and a little bit of a bounce-back win for the Browns. Moving on, you get got the Detroit Lions traveling to Atlanta to play the Falcons. The Falcons finally put it all together, and I think the Falcons might have got their swagger back. Matty Ice found a healthy Julio Jones to spark this offense once again. After running up the score, uh, Versus the no defense of Minnesota, you got to think that the Falcons have some serious momentum hosting the Detroit Lions this week. The Lions are a similar squad to the Falcons. They have a good quarterback in Matthew Stafford. They have a decent offense overall, but the defense is not there, and the offense is also a little inconsistent on, on certain games. You can even see a difference between quarters, let alone between games. I expect a shootout. But with how well the Atlanta played against Minnesota, it's going to be a similar style game for them. The Lions are a similar style team to Minnesota. Just a really young team trying to figure it out with a a poor defense and a quarterback that's established in the NFL. I'll take Atlanta to win this game in a similar fashion to the Minnesota game. We'll see if they can get the ball to Julio Jones back-to-back weeks because that seems to be the key to the success of the Atlanta Falcons is getting Julio Jones the ball in space and let him go to Work. Also, Matt Ryan looked a lot better last week than he has. I've been a big critic of him this year because I know he can do better than what he's been doing. So I'm very happy to see him come out and throw for over 350 yards and a couple touchdowns last week against the Vikings. Buffalo Bills are traveling to New York to play the New York Jets. There's not much to say about this, but the Jets are really bad, guys. I mean, like, really, really bad. I got extremely angry at someone during the offseason for predicting a team would go 0-16. I believe it was the Washington football team. Someone predicted them to go 0-16. And I got angry or upset just because that doesn't happen. The NFL is a very competitive league. 0-16 is extremely unlikely. Even the worst teams in the NFL are going to win one or two games. Are going to win three games. Even the worst team in the NFL on a normal season is going to win three games just to predict someone's going to go 0-16 just makes me you know, think, okay, I'm discrediting your opinion a little bit because that just doesn't make sense. That just doesn't happen. But once I saw Joe Flacco run backwards 25 yards thinking he was going to avoid a sack, then get sacked, now 0-16 is like flashing in my head when I look at the Jets' schedule. I don't know who they're going to beat, especially if Gase remains the coach for the rest of the season. <sighs> they got to beat somebody. And and maybe it's going to be Sam Darnold's return game whenever he gets back and healthy. But if they win, there's going to be one or two games this season, maybe even three at the very most. But this is a team where if someone said they're going to go in 16, I would not attack you as much at this point in the season. The Bills, on the other hand, they got to be pissed. They just come off of two tough losses to tough teams. They got to have some anger built up, like I said. The Bills are going to win an absolute rout of the Jets. They're going to destroy the Jets this week, just like the Dolphins did last week the bills are even way better than the dolphins are so oof this could get ugly this could get ugly in a hurry we could see josh allen come out in the third or fourth quarter we got the carolina panthers traveling to new orleans to play the new orleans saints these are teams of of completely different stories right the panthers were expected to be the punching bag of that division they're expecting to be the low of that division And instead of that they're a very competitive team who are playing hard with who they had despite injuries especially to their star running back christian mccaffrey who you all Know and love, and they're at three and three right now. This is a surprise to me. I expected the Panthers to be worse than the Falcons, but the Falcons are the worst team in that division. The Saints, on the other hand, are kind of the opposite. They're expected to be Super Bowl contenders and dominate all year, just like they did last year, but they have not looked like themselves. And they're at three and two right now. When the Saints win, the media preaches Drew still has it, Drew is still uh Drew Breeze of the past. When they lose, we hear Drew is washed up, Drew sucks, Drew should have retired. So I don't know, it's It's a real up and down season so far for the Saints. This game is a much closer call for me than you would have thought at the beginning of the season. But with the top wide receiver Michael Thomas probably coming back, I 100% expect to see the Saints get it together and get back on track with the win over Carolina. Another big game with big ramifications, and it's probably going to be a close game. The Dallas Cowboys are traveling to Washington to play the Washington football team. And look, man, the Cowboys have continued to struggle even after the Dak injury. If you ever underappreciated Dak It's time to start apologizing. The Cowboys need a hero with that defense that is not stopping anyone. The only thing that was keeping the games tight was Dak's ability to throw for 450 yards a week. His ability to throw for three or four touchdowns a week. If the Cowboys don't get that onside kick versus Atlanta, we are looking at them sitting at 1-5 right now going into this game. Now, without Dak, they don't have that offense. Andy Dalton just isn't the same quarterback that Dak Prescott is. He can't press the ball downfield the way Dak can. He can't threaten them with his legs the way Dak can. And he can't uh, uh, make big plays the way that Dak can. It's just it's just Andy Dalton's the game manager. That's just what he is. Dak's an electric quarterback and Andy Dalton's the game manager. And they need someone that is going to play hero to carry this terrible defense to wins. The football team, on the other hand, has a great defense, but the offense struggles. And this is why they play everyone so tight, and they're so close to winning every single game. I'm going to go on a huge limb here, and I'm going to say that the football team's defense gets after Andy Dalton, they get after Zeke, and they upset the Cowboys here. And I'm going to say that the Cowboys... You know they, they lose to the Washington football team just because they don't match up well versus these guys. They don't match up well against teams with good defenses. They need a team that they can get into a shootout with and hopefully win that shootout. And I don't even know if they can win shootouts anymore without Dak Prescott at the helm. I'm taking the football team in a crazy upset this week. I don't think anyone else is going to take them, but I'm going with the football team to beat the Cowboys in Washington. That's another big deal to I me. Mean, Cowboys got to travel to Washington to play the football team. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Tennessee Titans and this is Mike's game of the week so go ahead and mark it down to make sure you catch this game this is going to be a fun one 5 and 0 versus 5 and 0 after this game we only have one undefeated team remaining in the AFC conference. The Titans are like the Bears to me. This is the weird thing about them. A team that finds a way to win games in the crunch time that they were losing in the first three quarters or just shouldn't have won in the first place. There's been three or four instances this season where the Titans should have lost the game and some kind of heroics happens to help them win the game. Whether the other team messes up or they make some crazy play like the Derrick Henry runs, like the field goals from from uh, uh like the field goal missed by Goskowski, and they still somehow won that game. Man, it's just been a crazy season for the Titans, and they're somehow undefeated to this point. I've been doubting them all season, so to see them overcome, they've earned my respect a little bit. Talking about the Steelers, on the other hand, we thought they were going to be good. We knew they were going to be good, but I didn't know they were going to be this good because of Big Ben. I didn't know Big Ben was going to come back and make this team an undefeated type of team and a, and a number one seed competitor in the AFC. Everyone, including myself, have been on the Browns hype train through these six weeks. And the Steelers demolished them and just demolished the hype of the Browns actually being serious contenders in the AFC this year. And while the Titans find ways to win games they should not, I'm still going to pick the team that should win this game. And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers, 7-0 and for the Steelers to start the season and number one in the North after they just watched the Ravens go 14-2 last week season moving on we got the Green Bay Packers traveling to Houston to play the Houston Texans and you got two fun quarterbacks to watch in this game but the Texans, man Bill O'Brien really hurt this team before he was given the boot they are now saying that they could trade another one of their wide receivers which to me is a sign that the, the Texans are giving up on this season and looking forward to the next few seasons the Packers are still one of the best teams in the NFL in my opinion you know and even after that tough game against Tampa Bay It showed that they need to find another weapon. The trade deadline is here, and there's rumors flying around about a few weapons that could be available to the Packers, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. I'm thinking ahead, you know, and I could see the Packers acquiring that big name that we're going to talk about later on in the show. And for that, that would make the Packers Super Bowl favorites to me immediately because that's what they need is a second threat to go along with Devontae Adams. That way Aaron Rodgers is not as predictable that he's looking for Devontae Adams on every play. You saw it hurt them against Tampa Bay extremely as a couple of routes got picked off by defensive backs this may be a closer game than you think but I think the Packers win it I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to just give up and fold in the way the Texans want to tank if you want to call it to try and get a better pick I think Deshaun Watson's gonna fight and they're gonna win a few more games this season but the Packers are just gonna be too much too much talent on the Packers roster for uh, Houston to overcome moving on we got the Seattle Seahawks Traveling to Arizona to play the Arizona Cardinals, man, this game is is my worst nightmare and my best dream at the same time. My two favorite teams, not named your Los Angeles Chargers and my Los Angeles Chargers, playing this season. The Desert Birds were my breakout pick of the season, and that's exactly what they're doing. The Seahawks were my offseason Super Bowl pick, and they're looking like a Super Bowl contenders. And here they are. I was correct about both of them being better than San Francisco, and they're playing each other with a 9-2 combined record. If the two undefeated teams weren't playing this week, I'd say this will be my game of the week. This is going to be an exciting game to watch. You know, and and these two quarterbacks are a formula for an amazing game when they're going at it. And I think they're going to be going at it for the next couple of years between these two uh, teams. The Seahawks are just a tad better right now, in my opinion. I know Christian Kirk's connection is building. That helps D Hop and Christian Kirk both playing very well for Kyler Murray. To have enough weapons to spread the ball around and not be too predictable. But I think Seattle still has more depth on offense with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They have Greg Olson, who's being a very good complement to that tight end room. Chris Carson is still pounding the rock on the ground. And of course, Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Kyler Murray is heading that direction, but he is quite not, he's not quite on Russell Wilson's level, in my opinion. It'll be a fun one. But I'm gonna take the Seahawks to go six and zero. If Arizona wins, I will not be surprised by any means. I'm saying right. I'm saying that right now. If if Arizona upsets the Seahawks, I will not be surprised. The next few seasons, I look to see these two teams produce some classics of games. Hopefully, the NFL puts them on prime time soon. Kansas City is traveling to Denver to play the Denver Broncos. Great response by the Chiefs going in to play Buffalo after losing to the Raiders. A very good response for them, man. They they needed to do that. They needed to put that game away. Not too much to say here for this game. I don't know what the Broncos were doing at the end of that New England game. They are so lucky that they won that thing. It looked like they almost were losing on purpose. And I saw something similar in the Tennessee Titans game in Week 1. So, you know, very tank suspicious to me. I don't think that a team would ever actually purposely tank as far as the players and the coaching level. But, man, I don't... Why, with the two-possession leader, are you just dropping back and throwing the ball up with four minutes left in the game? That don't make any sense to me. Run the ball. Let's win this game. You're playing the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick, Cam Newton, you don't give them a chance to win that thing. Fortunately, the defense held, and they were able to win that game, but I don't know what they were doing at the end of that game. They almost blew it. The Chiefs are better across the board, and especially with all the Denver injuries, the Chiefs are going to win this one. This is pretty much a lock for this week, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs over the Denver Broncos. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Los Angeles to play the Los Angeles Chargers. If you closed your eyes and didn't look at the Chargers' record, and you just saw the Chargers' stats, you'd think that this is a one or two-loss team. One hundred percent, you think this would be three and two or four and one, maybe even undefeated. They've lost all games within one score, and they've led big time in three of the four losses at halftime. The difference in those games versus this one is the strength of their opponents. This isn't the Chiefs. This isn't the Saints. This isn't the Buccaneers. This is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Chargers got a bye week, unexpected bye week, that they needed uh, at this point in the season just because of how injured we are. We're getting a lot of those guys back on the other end of the bye week in this game. So Chargers going to be close to full strength in bye week eight and nine. We are going to be at full strength, and hopefully they can string some wins together. I think they win this game, and it'll be their second win of the season. And the first win... Of Justin Herbert's career over the Jacksonville Jaguars. We have the San Francisco 49ers traveling to New England to play the New England Patriots. This is another really tough game to call. There's a bunch of them this week so we'll see how it goes. If we can land some of these games there's probably going to be some differences in the picks between me and my competition which means I can definitely bump up in the standings a little bit or at least get closer to first place. The 49ers are suffering. From so many injuries this season, basically the entire team is injured. The Patriots are suffering from a depleted roster that either opted out or left in free agency, and you're seeing that because if they can't get the run game going, if they can't get Cam Newton going, they basically got no backup plan because there's nowhere else to go. Once you have to step back and throw the pass, there's not enough receivers for Cam to get the ball to. Cam is not an elite passer. He's never been an elite passer. He's more of a dual-threat quarterback, and he needs to be able to move with his legs to threaten the defense so that way he can make it happen with his arm. I saw a few underthrows. I do not know if that is from his injury to his shoulder, if he's having a hard time recovering from that or doesn't have the same arm strength he used to. I definitely saw a few underthrows in that loss. Uh, last week so ah it's tough it's tough but i'm gonna take the 49ers to beat new england and it's gonna be a great battle it's gonna be a defensive battle I think it's be a low-scoring game. Might want to take the under on this one too. Usually you take the over, but on some of these games, you might want to take the under. Um, this may be a you know, both teams might not hit 20 points. This may be a 17-14 game or it's or a 20-17 game or or a 21-20 game. This is gonna be a really, really tight game. And I won't be surprised if the Patriots come out and fix everything that they had wrong last week because Bill Belichick is a great coach and they beat the 49ers. The 49ers just beat the Rams. I think that builds a little bit of momentum as they start to get a little healthier. There's a couple guys out for the season, but they're going to start going towards being closer to what we saw last year from the 49ers. I'm taking the 49ers to beat the Patriots in a very close defensive battle. Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday Night Football are going to play the Las Vegas Raiders. Gross. Here we go, another extremely close pick, man. We got so many of them this week. Both teams just won huge games as underdogs. And which was more impressive? It's hard to tell. The Raiders took down the AFC favorite, the Kansas City Chiefs, defending Super Bowl champions. We saw the Chiefs sleep on the Chargers a couple weeks ago, but they didn't sleep on the Raiders. The Raiders just came out and dominated. It's straight up. They came out and dominated on both sides of the ball, and the Chiefs were not ready for it. They got smacked in the mouth. The Bucs did a similar takedown of the Green Bay Packers, one of the NFC favorites. If it's all clicking for Tampa Bay, look, man, they might be contenders in the NFC if they can get it all clicking with the talent they have on this roster. you just seen it's just not quite clicking. You see Brady pissed in the sideline because he realizes this. He's like, man, we have so much talent, but we're not getting it together. We're not making the play. We're an inch short every time of making the play. If it's all clicking and they got it together and that's what – you know, was indicated by the game against Green Bay. I am scared of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to take the Buccaneers to win this game over Las Vegas. I think the Raiders have a sneaky good team, and they're going to sneak up on guys that don't expect them to win. They're going to win games they should win. They're a lot better than I predicted at the beginning of the season. They're a lot higher in the power rankings at midseason I'm going to do than I did before the season. But, man, if the Buccaneers are clicking, man, they're going to be as good as any team in the NFL, and I'm going to take the Buccaneers to beat the Raiders. Also, I don't think the Buccaneers are going to underestimate the Raiders after they've seen what they've done this year to a few different teams. To close it out, we have Monday Night Football, the Chicago Bears against the Los Angeles Rams, and why not? Let's close it out with another super tight, super hard game to pick. This week could go really good, or it could go really bad, guys. It could go really bad, really quick, with how close all these games are to call. Are the Bears actually good? We will find out this week if they can win this game. The Rams just lost to San Fran, and now they're going to see another really good defense in Chicago this week. The the Rams boast you know, their own defense that the Bears are going to struggle with to try and score on as well. The Bears have not been the most electrifying offense you can think of in the world. So, I mean, I see another defensive battle here. we got a bunch of good defensive games happening this weekend. So if you're a defensive guy, you're going to enjoy these games. I'm a defensive guy, so I'm going to enjoy these games. I'm going to take the Bears just because they found a way to win these tight games. They found a way to beat the teams that play to their level, that are right around the same level, and it's close in the fourth quarter, and they find a way to win the game somehow. And that's why they're 5-1. Simple as that. And this will be another one. This will be another close one. Uh, And like I said, if you enjoy defense, definitely tune in to Monday Night Football this week. It's going to be a good defensive battle. I'm taking the Bears to win in another sneaky victory over the los angeles rams and i think the rams aren't quite as good as they started the season off they just had a hot start i think the rams are going to be around 500 maybe just above 500 by the end of the season and now the bears are going to be six and one if they can win this game and a lot of people are going to, have to start looking at them you know what i mean you got to start looking at them at that point and they got to make a move to to get another weapon on offense at the trade deadline if they can but that's it that's my nfl pickums for week seven of the nfl Let me know where I'm right. Let me know where I'm wrong on the Instagram page at Mike on the Mike pod. You can directly uh, message me or you can comment on the post. That's going to be about my NFL pickums this week. We release them every Saturday morning. Let's move on to the next topic. I'm excited to talk about this one because this is a move I've been waiting for for a couple seasons now. Back here first things first, alright guys, to say the Atlanta Falcons have underwhelmed and underachieved this season would be an understatement. A 1-5 start, Dan Quinn's fired and now report that NFL insiders are openly wondering if franchise cornerstones Matt Ryan and Julio Jones will get shopped before the November 3rd trade deadline. The trade deadline is approaching and approaching quickly in the NFL and usually you see a few smaller deals, but this year there's a rumor that the Atlanta Falcons are interested in trading their star receiver Julio Jones as well as maybe matt ryan i see helio jones maybe moving more than i would see matt ryan most quarterback or most teams are not looking for a quarterback mid-season just kind of a derailer season if you're bad you kind of just want to keep being bad for the higher draft pick if you're good you don't really want to bring in a different quarterback even if matt ryan is an upgrade to your current situation maybe a team like the cowboys maybe a team like the washington football team maybe a team like Any of those teams in that division (laughs) might be interested in acquiring Matt Ryan, but other than that, I'm not thinking that Matt Ryan will be on the move unless something crazy happens. But Julio Jones, on the other hand, is very tradable. He's an aging receiver, but he's still a very viable threat for an offense to have. One of the better receivers in the NFL when he is healthy. He could go to multiple teams, and every team, arguably, in the NFL could use a receiver at the level of Julio Jones, except for maybe the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns maybe don't need him. I mean, every team in the NFL could use a receiver, Julio Jones level. He's immediately an upgrade. It's kind of similar situation to Antonio Brown, who's a free agent. Every team needs a receiver like that. Every team in the NFL needs a receiver like that. So I don't know how anyone's not signed him yet, but they're probably going to sign him in the next couple weeks as he's about to be reinstated back into the NFL if he wants to play. I'm not sure if he wants to play. Anyways, the point of this topic is I'm going to go over a few Julio Jones landing spots, a few teams I like to see make a run. For Julio Jones, I'm sure if they're actually trading him, they're going to get offers from probably 10 10 to 15 teams. I mean, they're going to have a bidding war for this guy because this guy can take a good team and make them Super Bowl contenders. And that's how good Julio Jones actually is. So the first landing spot and the most obvious landing spot, and I think this has been a trade rumor for them to acquire a big receiver for years now, the New England Patriots. Now, the Patriots are looking for a weapon. Who better than the elite wide receiver? Julio Jones whether it's Cam Newton for the long term whether they're looking at a different young quarterback in 2021 who better to help them grow than Julio Jones you know offensively this team needs a spark and Julio Jones is a spark plug so it'd be a perfect guy to pair with Julian Edelman so Julian Edelman doesn't have to take as many hits per game I know Julian Edelman is working his butt off this season lots of respect to him he is He is grinding, man. And I said at the beginning of the season, I don't know if he could withstand it, but he is withstanding it, and he would love to have Julio Jones in his receiving core. That takes you from being one of the worst receiving cores in the NFL to one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. I'm sure if Julio is actually up for trade, there will be a bid from the New England Patriots. The Philadelphia Eagles are another possible spot for Julio Jones to land. You know, the Eagles possibly need him more than any other team in the NFL. Every weapon not named Carson Wentz is ravished with injury and every week they seem to lose two or three more guys. When Julio Jones is healthy, you know, imagine putting in to this lineup and, and, and get Alshon Jeffrey back, get Zach Ertz back, Miles Sanders back, and then add Julio Jones to that. Oh my goodness, they're going to be good if they can stay healthy for longer than a week. (laughs) And, you know, they could somehow win that division probably if they could get a guy like Julio Jones. It could help them in the playoffs if they get to the playoffs. The Eagles need a guy like this for this season or this season is probably going to come to an end as they continue on just because there's just nothing there. What are they going to do, man? Fortunately for them, a team with two wins is leading the division. So they're only one game out or half game out. Julio Jones could help them win this division still which is ridiculous to say but definitely could help them in this division competition of who is going to lose more games (laughs) the chicago bears I talked about the bears a few times in this show so far the bears look like a contender when you look at their record but the logic of most nfl fans leads them to lean the other way that they're not as good as their record says adding a wide receiver like this would change a lot for this Team And make them real contenders in the NFC. When you have a quarterback like Nick Foles, he's not this big play star quarterback that you would uh, want in charge of a Super Bowl run. You know what I mean? Although he did make a Super Bowl run with the Philadelphia Eagles, they rode on that defense a lot. He played a great game in the Super Bowl, but what got them there was mostly the defense and the bears are a good defense we're seeing it again so if they can get julio jones to add something to that offense just a little something something to that offense for the playoffs oh man they're going to be dangerous imagine imagine the immediate upgrade the bears would have and the level that they will go to this season they're contenders if they get julio jones on this roster to pair with alan robinson and finally where i've been demanding a receiver to go since practically I was born the Green Bay Packers do you want to see Aaron Rodgers win a second MVP and a second Super Bowl in Green Bay then this is the move just like the Lakers acquiring Anthony Davis this is a championship winning move for the Packers to make it showed more than ever against the Bucks that they shut down if Devontae Adams cannot lead this receiving corps. The Packers just don't have a set, consistent, second option at receiver. Julio may take over as the wide receiver one in Green Bay in just a couple weeks. This is a move I thought I'd see from the Packers this offseason. Not necessarily Julio Jones, but you saw other big-time wideouts up for trade. You saw DeAndre Hopkins go. You saw uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was around some trade rumors. and I originally thought they were going to add Odell Beckham Jr. I could just see it in my head. Odell and Devontae Adams getting passes from Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay in Wisconsin. But now we see Julio, you know, is possibly on the block. It makes so much sense. Please, Green Bay, go get Julio Jones, whatever you gotta give up for him. First round picks, don't care, get him. I wanna see y'all win Aaron Rodgers another Super Bowl. I wanna see that bad man win another Super Bowl. You thought I wasn't gonna say you thought I was gonna talk about the Packers and not mention Aaron Rodgers' nickname. I love saying that, so I'm going to say it every time I get a chance to say it. Anyways, that's four teams I'd like to see Julio Jones go to, or at least four teams that make sense to me right now. Whoever he ends up going, we'll see, or maybe he will just remain in Atlanta. It is just a trade rumor right now. There has been no official trade there's been no official talks of a trade that have come out yet at least so we will see if Julio Jones gets shipped around anywhere in the league I'm excited to see where he would go because I'm pretty sure one of these contending teams are going to try and grab him to turn themselves into Super Bowl winning teams Final topic of the day real quick, just to close it out. A little bit of a World Series preview and the team I have winning it. Since early this year, I have been standing by my Los Angeles Dodgers and your Los Angeles Dodgers as World Series favorites and my picks to win it all. Update. Nothing has changed, (laughs) and it may be uh, the fan in me, but after seeing Game 1 of the World Series, I am super confident in my pick. The Dodgers get rolling And it is extremely hard to stop them from continuing on rolling, especially for bullpens late in the game to handle. We saw this versus Atlanta those final three games, and now we're seeing this in the World Series. The Dodgers have the bats at every spot on the lineup. Then on defense you see a highlight play almost every game. Think about it. Mookie stealing that big hit in game six was ridiculous. Cody Bellinger stealing a homer by Tatis in round one was equally impressive. You know our our outfield has two gold glovers with those two guys. Turner's insane double play in the fourth this last uh series may have won us the series in game seven. Seeger and Turner hold it down at short and third. They make great plays every single game. And then the pitching, we have Kershaw, Bueller, and Dustin May as our core guys. And these guys are aces on most teams, but we have all three of them on the same team. This year's Dodgers doesn't have a weakness. It really doesn't. If they lose, it is because they choked completely again. (laughs) Which is why I picked them to win it all in the first place. And it's why I'm sticking by my pick on the Los Angeles Dodgers the Rays have had quite a season they've had an amazing playoff run something that no one expected to happen I don't think really anyone had the Rays going to the World Series but here they are today they're killing it they made it to this point it's just the Dodgers are gonna be too much for them to handle compare the two payrolls and you see all the superstars the Dodgers have versus the Rays payroll it just it isn't quite uh fair almost is <laughs> is the easiest way to say it but the Dodgers are so just overpower the Tampa Bay Rays. But we expected to see a team go on a hot streak and go all the way to the World Series like this. A lot of people thought it was going to be a team in the National League by the name of the Padres, but it is not. And then the Braves were going to be the biggest threat to the Dodgers. But the Dodgers were able to squeak that series out somehow. Man, if they made it through all this, I don't know what's going to stop them from winning this series. And finally, giving Los Angeles a World Series championship, the second title of the year for us. We got the nba finals with the los angeles lakers game seven of the nlcs in my opinion was for the world series i said it multiple times both the Braves and the dodgers were good enough to win it all this year especially on a shortened season and i think that that game that game seven whoever won that game was going to win the world series and it was the dodgers and here we are in the world series i'm gonna say the Dodgers win it in five or six games i don't predict six games i think the rays can sneak one or two and it's baseball so any team can have a bad day on any night but consistently i think the Dodgers are going to be better than the rays in this series los angeles will have two trophies on the shelf in 2020 in the next week and a half or so i am so excited for it and that concludes episode 12 of the Mike on the mic sports podcast what an episode, what a week. Let's go Dodgers, man. I'm excited to see if we can get this World Series and get a second championship to Los Angeles this year. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Go check us out on all of our social media platforms, at MikeOnTheMikePod on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok now you can find me, as well as on YouTube, we just launched the new Friday Night Wars show, Me versus Joe Morley. We'll see who's going to win that war. It's going to drop every Friday night. One episode is up and the next episode drops Friday. So please, please go check that out. That's on YouTube. If you search Friday Night Wars, you should be able to find it. But if you need to find it even further, you can find a link to it on our social media pages. Anyways, that's all, everyone. I will talk to you next week.